Headphones? It's a head hug. <laughs> Hi, I'm Lance. And I'm Mike. And we need to start recording that one. Okay. Testing one, two. Hi, I'm Lance. And I'm Mike. And we are just these guys, you know. Good morning. <laughs> it is morning. Yes, it is. What you got for us today, Mike? So, just so everybody knows, we come in here every Tuesday morning, and we have a little more than a idea. An idea. Just, I'll send Lance a text, and, and I'll say, any thoughts for this week? <laughs> and, and I'll say no. Or you'll say, well, remember you said, <laughs> you had mentioned this week. You uh, mentioned may- a lot of things. Yeah, maybe we talk about stress. Right. And so I will then begin in the back of my mind, I know you do the same thing, to just think about different uh, experiences that I've had, different things that I've uh, researched maybe from over the years, and I usually don't remember a whole lot, but um, I just start to think about, okay, how am I personally dealing with whatever it is we're going to talk about? Because that's what we want to do. We're going to bring our own personal experiences. And as much as anything else, just help everybody know we're just these guys. And so as I was thinking about stress over the last couple of days, I was thinking, well, what are the things that stress me out? And how how am I doing with my stress levels? Sure. Because everybody has stress. Everybody. If you say you don't struggle with stress, you are in serious denial. And actually what people don't realize is there's bad stress, and that's what we always talk about, bad stress. Sure. But there's good stress, mm. and both have the exact same impact on your health. Wow. Which is negative. Sure. So good stress or bad stress, the, the more we accumulate it, the actually the higher our risk of cardiac events Gotcha. Even, wow. Even when it's like, I got a job promotion. Yay. Well, it's still impacting your body the same way. Hmm. Wow. Well, so I decided to write down three things that I believe are the greatest stressors on 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 me. Okay. Is that cool? Um, I'm just impressed you wrote, so. <laughs> it wasn't long. <laughs> So it's three things. Mike's writing. Yeah, I can make a, a longer list, but three main things. Sure. The third one is... Of course, we go to the end. Yep. I'm going to go from the least to the worst. Okay, okay. That's what this is. So number three is is Dawn. Okay, we need to <laughs> cut right here. <laughs> and let me clarify. Wow. Yeah, uh, let me clarify. So Dawn is my wife. And listen... We've been married for 26 years. You know, when the lightning strikes, mm-hmm. I'm... <laughs> We've been married for 26 years. We've dated for uh, almost 32. Wow. If you were going to be around me that long... Sure. It, it, it is a miracle. It really it is. It's a, it's a thank you, Lord moment. For me to even be able to say she stresses me out. I know I need a beer after one hour with you. So Yeah, true. So we're still going. We're still at it. And the thing is, she stresses me out about one-tenth 
the amount that I stress her out. The thing is, with our relationship, we will, we, I heard it said once that if you both agree on everything, one of you is unnecessary. And so we kind of take that to the extreme. Oh. <laughs> we don't agree on much, but we figure it out. Sure. We work together. We figure it out. We will argue it through. And then here's the, here's the thing. For Don and I, I give this advice as often as I can in marriage. I say, what you have got to figure out is how to care less. Care less. And that doesn't mean I could care less. Sure. It means I'm not going to make a mountain out of a molehill. Okay. I'm not going to take this conversation that we're having and magnify it into our whole relationship. And so I get stressed. She gets stressed. We argue. We, we work it through. And then at the end of the day, I'm telling you, this is the best thing that, that we got going. And she, she's the one who leads the way on this. She is really good at forgiving. And I'm really good at forgetting. <laughs> I don't remember conversations. Everybody that knows me will attest to that. But so that's a gift to be able to just forget it. Sure. That's caring less. That's being able to not carry things on through. But that's a that's a stressor. Marriage is a stressor. Everybody should just know that this is a relationship where you have to work things out. It's two people. It's two broken people trying to figure things out. Sure. Trying to live life very close together. Sure. And so I love my wife and I cannot believe that God blessed me with her. But yeah, it's a stressor. Marriage is a stressor. There's no perfect marriage. (laughs) (laughs) There's no perfect marriage. I know you want me to join in. Yeah, no, no, no. no. I'll keep going. (laughs) So marriage. The second thing for me is rude people, rude people, rude people. Now, let me let me clarify that, too. I could honestly care less again if there's someone being rude to me because I have the ability to just kind of look at them and smile right? and walk away. I didn't used to be able to. I used to have to fight back. I've figured out some people are just going to be that way. But I struggle when I see someone being rude to someone else. It's a stressor for me. Right. Like I get tense. I try to, it's either like it's a fight or flight that I absolutely feel. Exactly. But here's the deal. Not just because of who I am, the role that I play sure. in this, or the, the purpose that I have in my life of being a, a pastor. Uh, I feel like I must respond when it's someone else. Yeah. When someone is being rude to someone else. Because I believe that there are two people who might show up. Number one, John Kenyonis. <laughs> He's going to come walking around the corner and wonder why I didn't say anything. But then Jesus. Yeah. And I know he's going to be there. Yeah. And so when, it, when I get stressed, when I'm in a situation where I see someone now, sadly, that's becoming more and more common. And so. But the rudeness. You yeah. See out there. Just the just the tension, the stress and, and everything that's going sure. on around us. And it's kind of almost like becoming a norm or it's OK for people to be that way. Correct. And I don't know. I just can't go there. I don't think it's okay. And so I feel like I have to say something. Now, I usually try to say something in a very calm way. Yeah. I try, you know, not to be elevated with them. Mm-hmm. But um, so that's the second stressor. Like I say, this is a short list, but that's the second one. And then the, the final one 
Number one stressor for me, Doc, is me. It's me. The decisions that I make, I create the most stress in my life. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, it's good news, bad news. Bad news is, is, is I make my decisions. Good news is I control me, and I can change that. And That's so, true. yeah, the, the reality uh, for me is, uh, and, and the majority of the time, it's so, it's like I am truly a moron, an, an oxymoron, <laughs> where I procrastinate, but I need that pressure. I need, I, I have learned to fuel myself from that pressure. And <laughs> I have this dream of one day being so on top and ahead of everything and that's what I want. Oh, whoa. Mm-hmm. But uh, I wondered I, when I, you would get there. I'm also wondering how old I will get before I realize, you know, it's okay. That's me. So this is my, this is my battle. These are my stressors. Psychoanalyze away. I need help. Well, that last bit you meant, uh, mentioned, um, you need the pressure to motivate yourself. Mm-hmm. I call it living in the danger zone. Now, you're not allowed to sing on Spotify, Dave. We've already been canceled once. (laughs) (laughs) We have joined the cancel culture. We have been canceled off of Spotify. Hello, Spotify. We're back now. But, yeah, music. Mm -hmm. They they hear Lance. That's going to be hard. Yeah. Because I want to grab the guitars Mm because I'm so excited about. But, yeah. But I call it the danger zone because, and it's difficult because I'm a visual person. Yeah. And uh, somebody gave me a, a, a neat phrase the other day. They called them napkin talks. And they said, if you can explain it on a napkin, it's good. Yeah. And if you're like at the dinner table. And, yep. And that's what I tend to do is try to give you a bit of visual on a napkin. Yeah. So that you can look at it and see what I'm talking about. So here today, it may be a little difficult to understand but if you can imagine you know what we've talked about over the years with negative thinking yeah creates a negative experience a negative emotional state Mm. so when i say i don't want i see the thing i don't want and i begin to experience the negativity of having it so i don't want mcdonald's i make the ugly face i feel icky um should must have to I'm putting pressure on myself. I got to do this. I got to do that. That pressure begins to seep in worry. Right. You know, what if this happens? What if that happens? And that pressure begins to build up. So we live in this state of negativity. There's various levels of negativity all the time. And what we mistakenly, well, I say mistakenly because everybody does it, you know, Mm-hmm. For many, many years, this is you know kind of how I live too. Sure. But when we live in that negativity, what we're you know waiting for is something to push us forward. Mm. And so w- we look at the list of things we have to do. Yeah. And like, yeah, I get to it tomorrow. Yeah, mañana. <laughs> Good old mañana. Yeah, mañana. You know, so. But as the deadline grows closer for whatever, if it's an actual deadline or you've just been putting it off for so long, procrastination, mm-hmm. 
that pressure begins to grow. I need to get it done. I need to get in there, get it done. I need to get to the gym. I got to do something about my weight. Well, as that pressure grows, that emotional pressure, like a pressure cooker, that negativity is what launches you off the couch. And you finally, uh, I got to get it done. And you get up and you go and do the thing you got to do. Right. And once you start doing what you're supposed to do, you feel the relief of the negativity. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Feels good. No, I don't. Oh, my God. Pitch them up. Knock them out of the park. You are feeling the absence of something (laughs) bad. Yeah. And it makes, yeah. Which is a state of nothing. Mm -hmm. What? What you were experiencing was the negativity, the pressure you were putting on yourself. I got to do this. I got to do that. Mm-hmm. Pressure starts to rise up and you finally get off the couch and you start doing it. So the pressure goes away, ah. but nothing good comes in. Sure. It's just the absence of the bad. So we're living in this and that's, I call it the danger zone because once we get off the couch, once we start doing what we're supposed to do. Now, what motivated you to get it back into the routine or to get your, your garage cleaned or to get to writing on your, your sermon? What, what motivated you to get there was a bunch of negativity. Well, now that you're doing it, that motivation is gone. And I call this this danger zone because now we're at risk to relapse. Hmm. You know, if I'm drinking and, and, and doing all sorts of, you know, stuff I shouldn't be doing and I finally hit rock bottom and I throw away the bottle and I start going to AA, I, all that negativity is relieved. Right. Now that I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing, what's there to motivate me to keep doing it? Yeah. And so that's when we start entertaining the idea of letting it go. I can skip the gym today. I don't need to do that. I was going to stop and get my wife flowers, but you know, we're good. And so the negativity got us to start, but once we start, the negativity goes away. Now, how do we keep it going? And we don't, we, we always relapse. We stop going to the gym. We stop being nice to people. We, so you're right. I am the cause of my stress. Because if I'm in this state, say I'm overweight, uh, which I am, and I want to be in better shape, I want to lose 10 pounds, I want to be able to walk up and down the stairs without breathing heavy. Yeah. That becomes a positive goal state out there. And as I look at it and as I think about it, I start to feel good about that state. Now, I'm not there. Sure. But... You know, wouldn't that be great? Ah, and I smile. Yeah. So now I have a positive goal to motivate me towards it. So it, it attracts me towards that positive goal. So as I begin to work out, well, now I am moving towards the thing I want. So I start to get a little excited. And I run around and tell people, look, I lost a pound. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. And they're like, dude, you're still fat. <laughs> shut up yeah but i'm excited about the progress yeah i'm not there yet right when you're out in the garage cleaning it out you've made progress cleaning the garage in the negative state you 
do a bunch of stuff and you get it done and you look around at what you haven't done. Uh, still got the rest of the garage to go. Gotcha. Yeah. But if you can set the goal of I want the garage clean, once you pick up three or four boxes, you're like, hey, we're getting there. Almost there. Hey, look at this. We're getting to our we're getting to our goal. We're going to have a clean garage here in about an hour. And so you start being pulled in a positive direction. You're yep. being motivated by positive feelings. Now, once you get there, ding, ha-ha, and you stand back and you look at the garage and you take photos of it and you send it to your friends. <laughs> I don't know who does that kind of stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> Nobody here. But once you achieve that thing that you wanted you feel good you feel happy you feel accomplished you feel proud you feel excited like wow i lost 10 pounds look at that Mm -hmm. when does that go away and so once we motivate ourselves towards that positive goal and we achieve it ta-da we feel good Every morning we get up, we're looking in the mirror, we feel good, we walk out to get in our car, we see the clean garage, we feel good. And so now that positive feeling remains and keeps you moving forward. How many times you've met somebody who started going to the gym and they're getting excited, they're coming out, they're like, look at this, I'm losing weight. And they hit their goal state, but they keep going to the gym. How many times? Yeah, nobody you know. Yeah, I'm trying to think. <laughs> but yeah, Certainly not it, me. You get into the gym, you lift those weights, you run on the treadmill, you eat the, 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 the tofu and the, right. and the salad, and you hit your goal weight, and you're like, wow, I did it. You know what? I could go five more. You know what? I could, I could move from 125 on the bar to, to 150. Mm-hmm. You start getting excited about what you're doing and what you're accomplishing that it pushes you and keeps you rolling and keeps you moving forward. Yeah. So someone, what I'm hearing you say, uh, for someone like myself with, who is a, a procrastinator with ADD yeah, is, it is significantly important to write down the goals that you want hmm. to keep them in sight because if they're not written down and you can't, for me, I'm very visual. Sure. To be able to see what I'm shooting for, I will forget. Right. That's a whole part of the whole forgetting as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that is certainly something that I want to improve in so that I can be better at staying positive in what I want. Well, I have this book mm-hmm. I've shared with a few people. Right. And in the book, it pointed out two statistics that were interesting when you lay them side by side Mm. and the first statistic and i'm going to butcher it so just bear with me but i'm making up what i don't remember sure uh 80 of the wealth in this country is owned by 10 percent of the people (laughs) 80 percent of the wealth yeah is owned by 10 percent of the people 14% of all people write down goals and review them annually. 14%. of Americans sit down, write out goals, and then review them every year. Hmm. Wow. What chances are there that 
there's an overlap mm-hmm. between the 10% and that 14%. Yeah. So 4% of the rest of us. <laughs> we write it down. We look at it. That's a good idea. Yeah. You know, go out and smoke. And <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. No, but the idea is um, when I look towards a positive future, yeah. I, I, I become motivated to achieve the positive future. And we see examples of it in our lives all day long. You know, if you want to go to the movie, you know, you get excited, you get off the couch, you hurry your wife, come on, come on, come on, let's go. Because that's something you want to do. And there's just this, that motor starts running and, and it, you know, you're running out the door to get to the movie because that's something you want. And then you tell yourself, I have to go to work. Ugh. Yeah. And then suddenly that motivation is gone. But it's, it's a perspective. It's a mental state. So you can use the thing that works for you over here. You can make it work for you over here. Mm, Wow. So really this all boils down to making a decision to intentionally move forward with positivity and, and intentionality of knowing and deciding what it is that you want and going after it. Who said this? I believe it might have been Jesus. Luke chapter 10, 38 through 42. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to go back to the original, the OG wisdom, the OG source of happiness. And he told Martha, yeah, who was all bent out of shape. Yeah. He come told she, Martha. Yeah. How come she ain't helping me clean? And then this is, this is where self-righteousness will take you. Sure. Martha told Jesus what he needs to be doing. Yeah. <laughs> you need to get in there and tell her to help me out. You know, I've done that a few times. A few times? Yeah. <laughs> you need to get in here. Where you been? But You'd have been here. He told Martha very few things in this world actually needed. Yep. In fact, there's only one. She has chosen what is better. What is better, yep. And how do you know what would be better? Hmm. And I always ask, which would be better, cake or ice cream? Whatever I want. Which is better, Colts or the San Francisco 49ers? Mm-hmm. Well. Which is better, the mountains or the ocean? Sure. Whatever you prefer, whatever you want, you think about it then you will see options of how to get it come up and then you choose the better option based on achieving what you want. You bet. So what do you want? Well, this is the better way to go. I always think about it. <clears throat> Have you ever driven from here to Oklahoma City? Yep. Now, I've made that trip a thousand times. Not exaggerating. Sure. And I get bored driving. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about it one day. This is what I do. I was looking at the bar ditch. Now, we call them bar ditches in Texas. I don't know what y'all call them up here, but the ravine next to the road with water and brambles in it. Okay. And weeds. Ditch. Ditch. <laughs> looking at the ditch. And if I had a dirt bike, I could actually get from here to Oklahoma City in that ditch. Hmm. Yeah. It, 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 there's zero interruption the whole way. Hmm. So... To me, 
that's the pursuit of happiness. Just not that Oklahoma City is all that great. Love you down there in Oklahoma City. We got listeners in mm-hmm. Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. But imagine Oklahoma City as the destination for happiness. So you have two choices of how to get there. Sure. Nice, smooth, shiny Interstate 35 or the ditch. Yeah. You can get there eventually one way or the other. Jesus said, my way. Yep. My yoke is light. My way is smooth and straight. So there is a, I have a plan for you and it's a good plan, you know. We have a path laid out for us in life, and when we're following in his will, mm-hmm. things tend to work out pretty smoothly. Yeah, they really do. So I like the analogy of that because if I'm on I-35, if I'm walking in his will, if I'm driving straight down the road, and if I start to deviate a little bit, well, you got those rumble strips on the side. Right. <laughs> and, blah, 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 blah. Yep. And, and that's like to wake you up and get you back on the path yeah but if you ignore the rumble strips you can go off in the ditch yep now you can still keep going forward right you can still keep going forward in life it's gonna be a rough ride a lot more effort and a lot more stress but at any point yep you can get right back up on that smooth stretch of road yep it's good Everybody deals with this. Just these guys. I I went to a concert at uh, Central Community Church in Maple. Yep. Um, Jordan Feliz. Great show. I I sent you some little video clips of it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Two things happened that night that made me think about this topic that we're talking about now. One is there was a where we were sitting, there were cables, the electronic cables from the soundboard running up to the stage for the sound engineers to control everything. Yeah. There was a cable running there, and they put a plastic strip on it and a yellow piece of tape. And then somebody posted a lady at it to keep people from tripping. <laughs> so we were sitting there kind of watching her because there's nothing else to do till the show started. Yeah. And she was standing there nice and calm and pleasant, nice little church lady. And when somebody would approach that cable strip, she would physically kind of like stiffen. Her eyes would get wide and she would point at the yellow tape and say, don't trip. And you would watch people just about do (laughs) backflips as they approach. Don't trip. And they're like, what 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 what's going on and then they would almost trip because yeah. of her saying don't trip yeah and my wife said to me she's gonna make people trip <laughs> she just calmed down right and you know please be careful yeah. watch your step we yeah. have some what to do yeah as opposed to what not to do yeah it's very simple the formula lies everywhere and i 100 percent guilty I confess, during the show, I was sitting there struggling with frustration (laughs) (laughs) and anger and irritation because sitting right behind me is three little kids and their mother and grandmother. 
and I'm trying to watch the show while they're stirring in their seats and getting up and sitting down and talking to each other. And the grandmother and the mother were not doing what they should. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm listening to myself. If I would have been there, I would have just simply told you, Jesus said, let the children come to me. (laughs) (laughs) And this I have a smile on my face and I'm clapping, but in my head, I'm having the battle. Right. Those kids just sit down. What are they doing out of bed? It's nine o'clock at night. They should be home. Mom should have, mom should have, grandma should have. And it's, it's there. It's everywhere. Yeah. Well, it's it's, it's good to know that, uh, you have joined all of us (laughs) as works in progress. And that's what we are. We're not where we used to be, but we're not where we're going to be man i don't know time flies this is what happens Mm -hmm. see this is why we decided to do the podcast is because we get together once a week and we just talk yeah and at the end we're like holy cow it's time to go and we reflect back on what we talked about and mike's been like you know people would listen to this this is good stuff in here so far we're finding that to be the case yes we have listeners in morocco yeah philippines it's amazing what technology can England. Do. Wow. We've had three people pop up from Nigeria. Hmm. So, and then we're probably in 30 states now. Wow. Uh, with listeners. Great. So it's it's growing. Well, share it. Well. If you like it, if you're enjoying this, share it. Exactly. That's, that's the best compliment. You know, if you don't want to sit down and write a, a comment on the website or on, on your podcast, the best compliment you can give us is if you take three seconds to like this, share it, go to Facebook, hit follow, share it with your friends, but let other people know uh, about this resource that they can listen to either on the podcast or on the videos when they come out on the YouTube channel. Yep. That, that's the best compliment you can give us. You don't even have to call us and tell us you did it. Just share it, go to the YouTube, hit share and Follow, whatever yep. them darn buttons are. And thank you for listening, for watching, and we'll see you next time. I'm Mike. I'm Lance. And we are just these guys. Just these guys. You, you know? know? Awesome. <laughs>